I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. At the end of the day, just remember this, right? You have, you know, logical reasons to buy, and then you have emotional reasons to buy, right? Very, in, very different. You know? Logical reasons to buy are based on value proposition, cost-benefit ratio, and that case is made through the words that you say. It's an A, B, C, one, two, three case. Pretty straightforward, right? And then emotionally, on the emotional side of the equation, right, you do that primarily through future pacing, right? Where you use words, but you use those words to paint a picture of your prospect using your proc in the future and feeling good, right? It's sort of the emotional reason to buy something, right? So when we talk about, you know, you want to get emotional reasons to buy now, okay, and logical reasons to buy now, the operative word is now. In other words, it's not just emotional reasons to buy, but emotional reasons to buy today, now. Like, why should I make this decision today? So on one side of the equation, right, we speak about this a lot. We talk about the use of pain. So, you know, how do you essentially make someone want to buy something now? Well, by, but like someone is, is feeling discomfort, uncomfortable, some sort of pain, as the phrase goes, right? They will be inclined to make a decision now because pain lowers someone's action threshold. When someone's feeling pain, I don't care how tough a nut they are to crack, usually when they're feeling really intense pain or worry, uh, they're gonna make a decision that lowers their action threshold. That's it, everything, all beliefs go out the window, right? I'm gonna sit down here for a second, right? So the question is though, scarcity though, you know, how do you use scarcity to sort of you know, work alongside the pain? Because what happens is, so one way to get someone to buy now is through creating pain, turn a buyer in power into a buyer in heat, right? But the other side of the equation is through the use of scarcity at that, you know, if someone likes something so much, they're really, really certain, but again, they're a buyer in power, there's no reason they go, oh, it's great, it sounds awesome, they'll love it, but why do it today? Well, that's where scarcity comes into play. It's that other side of the equation to pain, essentially. So one reason to buy now is because they're in pain, right? The other reason is because scarcity. It's not going to be around anymore. At the heart of all scarcity, just remember, it, it, it's the fact that whatever you have to offer, there's either very few of it, it's going to be more expensive down the road, you're not going to be able to get it, more people are going to find out about it, and the information's not out there yet. It's always about that, those, those three things. So watch, you have what's called informational scarcity. And I've said this many times. So informational scarcity is when you are lowering your voice and saying, John, now reason for the call today, and you're, as if it's a secret, watch what happens. Imagine when you say to someone, now John, reason for the call? What you're really saying is that, shh, don't tell anybody so what I'm telling you, if you understand the psychology here, the, the, it's a secret. You can't say, it's stupid to say the words don't make, I always laugh at myself. When I say those words, it's a secret. It sounds stupid, right? But the unconscious trigger is that when someone lowers their voice and whispers to you, it's just, now John, the reason for the call, you immediately get the feeling that you're dealing with informational scarcity. So in terms of to answer your question, how do you, have scarcity of the entire sale. It starts by introducing your idea using informational scarcity. So it's going to be like, you know, hey, John, now the reason for the call, okay, something just came across my desk. 
You know, no, it's like hot breaking news. So what is it about hot breaking news that makes it hot? Well, it's because no one knows about it yet. I and mean, when everyone knows about it, it's no longer hot, right? So the scarcity aspect is because when everyone else finds out, ah, it's too late, it's old news. So we used to say with like with the in, in Wall Street, we'd say, you know, listen, the key to making money in a situation like this is to position yourself now before they read about it in the Wall Street Journal. Because once it's there, it's simply too late. Same thing of buy on rumor, sell on news. Once the news is published, it's too late. Everyone knows it. That's informational scarcity. So if you want to have a thread of scarcity running through the entire sale, it starts by using that informational scarcity at the beginning in your opening tonality. Lowering your voice, a power say, Now, John, reason for the call, okay? And speaking in more hushed tones in the front side of the call. Positioning what you have as a secret. And again, it sounds funny when you say a secret. It's like, it's like, right? But again, when, but that's, that, that's the, the power of tonality. The beauty of tonality is that it cuts through the conscious dialogue. And just as people say, they get, a re, they get a gut reaction that, wow, this must be, you know, hot breaking news in short supply. I want to listen. I want to know. That's how you get it in the front side. Now, on the back side of the equation, right, when you're closing, there's a bunch of different spots to, in, to, in, to uh, introduce scarcity again. One of them is when I said, now, you know, listen, now, John, the reason I call you today is the key or the key to making money or the key to the situation is that right now it's priced at X or right now no one knows about it. So right before you ask for the order, you can reintroduce scarcity again by saying now you sort of reaffirm what you hinted at, at the beginning. Now, John, the key to making money or the key to success here, okay, is to get involved right now. Before everybody, and I don't know what you're selling, right? Before everybody else finds out about it, because when they do, it's simply too late. The price is higher, the supply is gone, the novelty is over, you know, I have that cachet being first, it loses its brand value, so you reintroduce it then right before you close. Okay, and then even, once again, when you actually pick out the number, you know, John, you know, typically I would say here that, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you should buy 10, but right now we only have seven of these left, John. Every, you can actually reintroduce it at the, at, at the actual close, but then when you're saying how much of something you recommend someone should buy, by reducing, normally I would say, John, you should buy a, you know, 50 or a bush or whatever it might be, or whatever it is. But listen, right now we only have, you know, like for instance, in real estate, okay? Here's a great example. I was training a real estate company the other day, right, well, last month in um, England. And I say, now the, the key is that when you're showing someone which plot, that you say, now listen, okay, yeah, here's phase one, that's already sold out. Phase two already sold out. They show them that the first phases are already sold out. Right now we only have these four left. You get it? So before you even introduce what you want to say is say, now, John, this, here's the whole project. This phase, this was already sold out within three days. This one, this was also sold out. And right now we only have these five left. So in, when you're actually picking out the individual product or individual car, let's say, you know, you know John, you know, typically we have these, this, but this right now we only have, you know, those, the, the blues are all gone. The blacks are all gone. Right now we only have these two left. All right. And this happens to be a really hot color. So you, you position your product right at the close saying you can only have this one because the others are already been taken. So notice when you, if you think it through and you're careful, you actually can use this sort of, you know, stacked thread of scarcity 
throughout the entire sale. Just remember that you don't want to be making this up. Be ethical. Just don't just start, you know, lying about scarcity and just saying, you know, be more clever than that. You don't have to. Build scarcity into your marketing offers. Scarcity for time. The offer ends today. The offer ends, you know, tomorrow. We only have X number of these left before we're done. Whatever it might be. And always mix those three things. You have verbal scarcity, which is that the words that you say simply imply scarcity. You know, I only have six of these left. That's verbal scarcity. There's only 10 left. And when they're gone, there'll be two months till we get more. Then you have the next level, which is tonal scarcity. Well, John, we only have 10 of these left. Now you lower your voice and that implies scarcity. When they're gone, it'll be two months till we get more. And then you add on your informational scarcity, which is, John, we only have 10 of these left. And when they're gone, it'll be two months more. And here's the deal. No one even knows that yet. Tomorrow, we're announcing that we're down to our last 10. What do you think is going to happen then? That's even the information itself is in short supply. So what you do is then, then you're taking those three forms of scarcity, you pick your spots along the straight line, and then elegantly apply scarcity. And remember that it works hand in hand with the introduction of pain to create logical reasons why someone must buy now and also emotional reasons why someone must buy now. That's how it works. It works hand in hand with pain.